still get that same feeling working inside a data center as you got as a youngster opening up computers? I, I think even more excited, but that's probably because I also know what I'm exactly doing. <laughs> when I was growing up, you had manual switches that you had to create. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying it out. So I, I do recognize that I have more fun in my job just because I know exactly what those settings are for and what, what it does. I still have that spark in me. And especially with new hardware, it's still exciting for me. This is Where the Internet Lives, a show about the unseen world of data centers and the people who keep them running. I'm Stephanie Wong, and I'm your guide to the physical spaces that make up the internet. This season, we're exploring those spaces alongside the folks who actually design, build, and operate them. People like Andreas Vanderlinden. Andreas is a data center technician and the maintenance lead at Google's Ameshaven Data Center in the Netherlands. So I'm leading the team that is doing the day-to-day -day repairs, but also the non-machine uh, repairs like uh, infrastructure and rack space as well. There are very few people ever allowed on a data center floor. Andreas and his team of technicians are those people. Every day, they travel through the aisles of server racks, making sure all the computers are running optimally. I always explain that if you have at home, you have one computer. But if you look at that one computer, it will break down. It might take years but that computer will definitely break down. If you scale that up to tens of thousands of machines and only a small portion of that comes into repairs, then immediately the, the frequency of the repairs will be higher. You, you are doing a day-to-day -day, uh, repairs in order to make sure that everything keeps on working. To become an expert at fixing computers, Andreas first had to become an expert at taking them apart or breaking them. My, uh, my parents uh, didn't like me that much in, in uh, growing up because normally I would always break stuff. Um, you don't understand a system completely until you broke it. And I remember breaking the first computer, uh, which was actually quite expensive because it was something, something special. I took it apart in order to see if I could uh, get more than one video card in it because my game wouldn't play. And actually breaking something inside that cost a couple of hundreds of guilders in order to fix it. What were you better at, breaking the computers or fixing them? Uh, at that time, breaking. I definitely needed some education, but also some experience in order to make sure that everything was fixed properly. When Andreas wasn't dismantling and assembling computers, he was in the kitchen assembling recipes. He thought he'd be a chef. But when it came time to pick between technology or culinary arts, the choice was made for him. What did you want to be more, a chef or an engineer? Uh, back in the day, I would really would have, would have liked to be a chef. Growing up, I, I was always fascinated with cooking and especially in big restaurants, was always uh, watching the TV chefs in order to, to see what they were coming up with. The only issue was that we had two technical schools. Um, one was only having a chef's uh, education, but the school didn't have a really good reputation. So I actually went electrical engineering instead, uh, which was my second passion at the time. Um, after that education, I actually worked in a couple of, of pubs and restaurants, but I soon figured out that it wasn't uh, something that I could do long time. So when I realized that, I immediately went back to school uh, and finished my IT education. Gaming was also a big part of Andreas's life. And that was how he first got exposed to data centers. To make their games run faster, he and some friends bought a secondhand server, and then they rented out some space inside a co-located facility. And I remember stepping into that data center and thinking like, wow, first of all, the upload speed that they had, because there was nothing like I had to, uh, back home. 
But I didn't understand the stuff inside the data center yet because at that point I was grabbing the wrong cables. Uh, I had to drive back and forth a couple of times. It was just, it was a hobby. Stepping into a data center is definitely not something you can do at a Google location. But Andreas was lucky to see one of those early facilities and he wanted to be a part of that burgeoning world. After finishing technical school, he spent time working at bars and restaurants before landing a full-time job as a systems engineer for an IT firm. Andreas stayed at that job for a decade, learning about all the new hardware inside data centers. What he really wanted was to work at Google. Cloud computing was accelerating the pace of technology change, and he wanted to be at the front edge. And it was always the thing that I was hearing. Everything goes to the cloud. Like every customer currently, because of flexibility, moves to cloud. So I really wanted to work there. So I applied a second time. And then one day, I received this phone call. And first of all, I thought it was a joke from one of my friends. Um, former recruiter from Google actually asking if I wanted to work at Google. After a very extensive interview process, Andreas became a Googler. And suddenly, he was working on a very different scale of computing. For him, the server floor is akin to a church. The first thing is the, the noise on the floor. I, I love it, together with, with the lights coming on a little bit later. So we have light sensors everywhere. And when you step into the, uh, the, the, the aisle, uh, the light comes on. And I actually like it pretty dark because then you see all the, uh, the flickering lights and, and the different colors and, and the patterns uh, when machines are, uh, are, are really being used. Yeah, that's something that, that really gets my heart beating, but also gives a smile on my face. Is there a regular cadence to your day-to-day -day work monitoring and fixing the servers? Uh, there definitely is. I always need to be the first one here just in order to see what was going on the night before because Google is a 24-7 company and it might be that once the US was awake, uh, an issue was flagged and raised, uh, fixed on APAC time and then when EMEA wakes up, then we can actually already implement that fix. So it's, there's a lot of coordination going around from time zone to time zone. So that's the first thing that I do. If you didn't catch some of those acronyms, he was referring to the Asia-Pacific region and the Europe, Middle East, and Africa region. Once Andreas gets a read on how everything is functioning across those time zones, he checks the work of his team members, who are also on the floor early. So the engineer in the morning, when they start up, they will just grab a cart with all their tools, and then a system will tell them, you now need to go to this point, collect these items, and then they will actually tell this person and this engineer where to go in order to execute the repair. So it, this could be that they have to walk a lot, depending on priorities, but that's normally how they do their day-to-day -day repair work. Today, Andreas is a team lead. He makes sure everything is getting done on time and up to quality standards. But he never loses sight of his inner kid, the passion for doing the repairs and checkups himself. I always believe that if you want to stay close to your team, that you also have to do the work yourself as well. It, it makes you a better person eventually because you know exactly what's going on, which systems are or are not working, and what the struggles are on the data center floor. What do you have the most fun with in your job? The most fun that I have, and I think most of the engineers on site, is when new equipment comes to the floor. Every time when, when they deliver a platform and then put it to maintenance to my team, I always notice that once that ping comes in and they send a message about, yes, we have something new and cool on the floor, that within five minutes, all my engineers and all the diagnosers are immediately hovering over this system in order to see what it can do and, and what is new and what is faster and, and more improved. The systems are so well thought through in order to make sure that we can do the repairs easy. 
Uh, yeah, that's something that keeps my heart beating. When he's not pouring over the latest hardware, Andreas is also supporting the LGBTQ community. He's the co-lead of his chapter of the LGBTQ Googlers group. When he first started looking for his local chapter, he found out they hadn't launched yet. So I started my own chapter here in the data center, which was the first LGBTQ pride at Google chapter in the data center in EMEA. And I'm having fun doing it. So it's something that I do besides my own work. Since taking on the role, Andreas has linked up with other groups and businesses in the Netherlands to show up at big pride events in Amsterdam and Utrecht. The festivities only make up a part of the work. The most important goal is to create an open and inclusive workplace for everybody inside and outside the data center. Every year we have National Coming Out Day. And at National Coming Out Day, we always ask to a little bit of awareness about the fact that when people are changing jobs, uh, about three quarters of the people actually goes back in the closet because they don't know what to expect or don't know um, who to be or who, if they can be themselves. And what I'm really trying to do is to make an environment where people feel safe in order to be uh, who they are. Do you have any career advice? You wanted to be a chef before you turned to engineering. You had to break apart computers before you learned about them formally. And it took a bit of time for Google to notice you. What kept you going? First of all, I want to say never get discouraged by any anyone or anything. I always thought that I would not be qualified enough in order to work at Google. And the first thing I heard from the recruiter was the reason I didn't receive a callback was because I was overqualified. So never think that, that you have the wrong education or that you are not capable of doing anything because I know that everybody, if you want something, you can get it. If you want to have a career in IT, which is very important, never stop learning and always be curious about the next thing. Andreas van der Linden is the maintenance lead and data center technician at Google's Eimshaven data center in the Netherlands. If you want to learn more about building your career at a data center, click through the link in the show notes. Where the Internet Lives is produced by Postscript Media in collaboration with Google. You can subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you access your shows. And please give us a rating if you like the series. I'm Stephanie Wong. Thank you for listening. Thank you.